This is the best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast. Part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the best of today's Sports Channel 8, the radio show. All up in your earwaves on a Monday. Oh, no, no, no. We're starting the week on a Tuesday this week. It's Tuesday? That's right. We are. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't a Tuesday. We, we are the radio show. <laughs> That is standing hard for the four-day work week. Brian Geisinger, Hayes Permar with you in studio. Dennis Cox producing. The Weather Moose, Josh Goodson, and who knows who else will stop by during the show. We'll talk Novak Djokovic, NBA, NHL, and oh yes, it is a football game week. We'll get to that in just a second. But it is so nice Starting on a Tuesday, you can already see the light of the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. on a, uh, a, a in a four day work week. Yeah, Brian Geisinger, twenty percent of the way there. That you stop and you think, you know, I think our our friend B dot in the Triangle was asking this recently. Like, wait a minute, why is it a two day weekend? Mm-hmm. Well, why are we all buying into this social construct? But after a three day weekend, you come out just refreshed, mm-hmm. nice. Like, how enjoyable was that Sunday? Oh, the the best Sunday Saturday. ever. You think it's Saturday. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. You actually get to enjoy a Sunday. None of the anxiety. And then even like Monday was sort of like, all right, I got to plan some stuff for Tuesday, but Thursday I'll be here before you mm-hmm. know it. Uh, I am 100% in on the four-day work week. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, every time I come off one of these three-day weekends, I think this should just be the norm. And it's unfortunate that we've set up uh, the, the normal day-to-day work week uh, with with twenty percent more work than it's, we actually should have, should be doing. It's I a social like. construct. We can change it. We're in campaign season, and people are just you know saying anything that sounds good, even if they don't mean it. <laughs> you start. It'd be, it'd be like the kid that runs for you know student body president in elementary school. That's like I'm going to put drink machines yeah. in the cafeteria. Like yeah, just, the water machines are soda now. <laughs> free candy for everyone. No homework. Yeah, like yeah. just start saying whoever starts recess for three periods. Make, yeah. make your platform the four-day work week the three-day weekend and i'm all with it and here's the other part here's the tricky part that i think is obviously it's no actual difference but psychologically it's a huge difference when people talk about the four-day work week and a three-day weekend you generally think of lopping off friday like adding friday Mm -hmm. to the weekend like Mm -hmm. there's like no 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 you said this perfectly like Fridays are great. Fridays are great. Don't get rid of Fridays. <laughs> Who doesn't want Fridays? I want to keep my Fridays. Get rid of the worst day of the week. Monday. Monday. Bye-bye. Monday. Bye. All of a sudden, Monday becomes a, and All right, if we want to talk seriously about it, yeah, obviously, just like the, on weekends, some people have to work. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's restaurants, yeah. retail, all that stuff. So that's already happening anyway. Uh, but, like, if you need to get work done... You can do some work on a Monday, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't feel like you got to be up at the alarm, yeah. showered and at work first thing on Monday. Got to have that coffee on the, you know, the, the pot of coffee going at 6:47 in the morning so you can, you know, dreary-eyed yeah. and get, get start grinding out work. Yeah, it's a different feeling if you could wake up, sleep in a little bit. Yes. Make yourself a fancy coffee and then get a little bit of work done. Knock out a couple things. Nobody's calling any meetings. No yeah. meetings on Monday. Yeah. But yeah, if you need to get some work done, fine. Knock it out. If you want to have a banger weekend and take it all the way up till, you know, Monday at midnight, you can do that sometimes yeah. too. So I don't know how we can make this happen. In in college, I will say this. I so uh, we're talking I, I so know where you're going. We're talking about a small sample <laughs> I know here, where right? You're we, going. we just we just came off a three day weekend, right? Yep. And we 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 enjoyed it. Um, small sample. I had three semesters of yep. undergrad at NC State 
with no Friday classes, and it was amazing. It, you need to plan your college career around that. I, yeah. I, had, a, I had a buddy who— In my first job out of college, I was working six days a week. So <laughs> it, made, it was like— it was like it was it was uh it was a uh, karma. It's yeah. similar to right now where the uh, the payroll tax we're about to not start to have paying it September through December and people are going to say oh my my paycheck got bigger but yo yo you're still going to owe that money you're going to actually get more withheld after the new year so don't get too comfortable so yes it, it does come back around I had a buddy who uh I want to say after his first semester of freshman year never had Friday classes. Mm. Like, if you need to choose your major, if you need to choose your classes based on that, it is worth it. Make it happen. I'll say that. For that guy to do that, though, he definitely had to. There were some classes that he would have maybe liked to have taken, Yeah, oh yeah. but he just did not take. Nah, nah. That You are subservient to the schedule if that if like to having the the three-day weekend if you're going to set that up that early because early in college like you're not getting the the preference with class picks and stuff like that and maybe even with with that long to do it with three and a half years of it maybe you know if there was a class that he really liked that was only offered monday wednesday friday Mm -hmm. he could start his freshman year lobbying that professor hey could you just do this a tuesday thursday class one year and then make sure he gets in it there i could also see someone going like the houston rocket style and just getting all your classes on only Tuesdays and Thursdays. That would be the real mania wave. Just loading it. Like, you take your 15-hour oh, courses yeah. of, of semester, but you do all your classes on just Tuesdays and Thursdays. So you're off the weekend, plus Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It feels like it should be... it Like... Once you've worked an actual job, mm-hmm. it feels like that should be easy to do, right? Like, if you give me Wednesday yeah. off in between and both days at the end of the week, I'll be fine. The The two-day college work week should be workable because yeah. you just got to show up for class and write some stuff. But no, ultimately, we have no power. But whatever power we have in this world, we would like to use it to advocate for the four-day work week with Fridays, mm-hmm. no Mondays. Give me the three-day week. It'll help. Tourism, people will visit more state parks. 100%. Like we'll get out, we'll all be healthier. Again, this is a social construct. Yeah. It does not have to be this way. We can do it. Four day work week. Let's better make for it small businesses. Yeah. Better for travel. Uh, yeah. Better for mental health, which is something we probably less, should be talking about more, anyways. Less time in these stuffed offices, which yeah. we're, we're now trying to limit. Right. Yes. Um, I, I I don't understand why it hasn't happened already. But again, remember when we do it. A, give us credit, and B, do not lop off Friday, lop off Monday, add that to the weekend. Speaking of weekend, this weekend's going to look a little bit differently than it has the past few weeks, and that kicks off the things that you can talk about at lunch. Excuse me, I'm trying to... Yeah. Excuse me. Come on. (laughs) Did you see that that guy, that was the, uh, what was his name, Lars Anderson, Hans Christian Anderson, something, that was the boneless wings guy. That appeared before the city council. He's already become famous. He's now at showing up at like Nebraska Cornhusker uh, press conferences. They already <laughs> brought him. It's only a matter of time before he's in a Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. Mm-hmm. But um, that's that's what happens when you're the son of a city council member and you can you know afford to do funny things like talk about boneless wings at the city council. All right, first topic of things that you can talk about at lunch. Are you ready for some football? Um, is that what you're asking me? Yes, but I thought maybe somebody else was also going to ask the question. <laughs> this, this is one of those. Are you yeah! Ready? Are you ready for some football? It is game week. First of all, can we just start with this right here? All football up to this point has been terrible. 
I haven't I, watched I, a second of it. I, I, I checked scores. Know. I mean, it, it was epitomized last night with BYU beating Navy like 78 to nothing. I don't remember what the final score was, but it was a blowout. And just, I, I made this point on Twitter. If you are so craving football that you watched all these games last week, mm-hmm. South Missouri State versus North Alabama and all these whatever, yeah. it, it, you just... A, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you were that interested in these games. Um, but we do have actual football this week. It is Syracuse at UNC, noon. Duke at Notre Dame, 2.30. Clemson at Wake Forest, 7.30. The primetime game. And then, yes, the Panthers playing versus the Raiders on Sunday. My question, is football a lot more exciting without all the excessive hype, Brian Geisinger? Like, are you actually kind of jazzed for these games? I'm not jazzed for these games, but but if people are, that's totally cool. Um, No, we're we're in the... (laughs) We're in the semifinals of the NBA playoffs right now. That's true, that's true. I'm more interested in that. we still got an NBA draft that's going to happen at some point this fall or winter to be determined, set for October 16th, but that could move around. No, so I am more interested in that, but I will watch, I mean, if they don't interfere with with NBA basketball games, yeah, I'll I'll tune in and watch some of these football games, but I am no more or less hyped than I would have been a year ago, two years ago. See, I actually get excited because I I feel like football – under normal years, they start jamming it down your throat, like, in July. Yeah. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. And then when the season starts, most people, like, maybe one year your team has a big kickoff game in Charlotte or Atlanta or something, and that's cool. But it's like, get hype, get hype, get hype, get hype, and then you play Old Dominion. Yeah. yeah and it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. all right. Like, yeah, I, I want a yeah. tailgate. But now I'm like, bang, coming out of the gate with Syracuse, UNC, I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. Duke, Notre Dame, these games mean something. Like yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah, this July the discourse was a little different. It was like, yeah. are we gonna have a season? We'll tell you later, <laughs> yeah. or we'll we'll keep telling. But you. But not at gonna... not not at media day. We're not having that this year. This also <laughs> seems like a thing. Uh, you know, are are we? I, there was talk before about maybe moving to a nine game ACC schedule. I yeah. think by this year playing a ten game ACC schedule, I think people are gonna like it a lot. Be like, yeah, I enjoy. Playing the teams we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. For the local teams, you get to play more of each other. Like yep. Duke and State can play more often than once every 17 years or whatever it is. Well, because you're taking away the hypothetical game against, you know, Old Dominion yeah. or some FCS or even program worse than Old or Dominion. a low FBS program. Yeah, well, exactly. We uh, don't mean to, to pick yeah, on apologies the Monarchs. Apologies, pick on the Monarchs. Yeah. I think they're. Are they trying to play football this year, too? I th- no, I think their their conference did, but maybe they, they opted out. Yes. I think I did, that's what I think it was. you're right about that. But, like, yes, you just get the the inventory in a vacuum if you're not thinking, like, oh, we're fr- this is being framed by a pandemic. Sure, and, sure, sure. You know, Looking just at the football here. Fans aren't going to be at some of these stadiums or, yes. you know, within a certain capacity or whatever. Yeah, yes, these are just better teams playing against one another. Yeah, how could the product, at least for impartial viewers – like like you and like you and uh, like you and me, how would that? How could that not be better? It's a win win for us. Yeah, for I sure. get if you're a coach and you're trying to construct how you get to six wins and get that bowl game and yeah, like I keep your job security. I don't care. Like you've got your your two just complete cupcakes. Yeah. Your two other like, all right, we should win these. We're paying them to play us at home. Yeah. And they're they have way smaller guys than we do. Duke doesn't have their quarterback from last season, right? That's what you're like you're telling <laughs> yeah, yourself. Yes. Yes. And so then you're like, I only got to win two of these. Kind Conference games, and I get to go to a bowl game and tell yeah. everybody it was a banger, successful season. I think I've used banger twice now. That's way as too a, many times. As a, in the show. yeah, all right, Mike Breen. As a as a guy Sorry. that grew up, as a guy that grew up uh, a Wake Forest fan, and in in, partly in like some of the dark ages, and then went to NC State when Tom O'Brien was there. 
And so not every year was great. Yep. You're, yes, I know what it's like to look at that schedule and be like, all right, I see six games. I yeah, see six wins I can, here. I can pick out six Because here. 33% of them are Old Dominion no. and, you know, and someone else like that. Um, people used to, to bag on, like David Cutcliffe, his first couple years especially, they would play just, you know, NC Central, great mm-hmm. community game, but yeah. also like a guaranteed win. But like, yeah, that that's what you should be doing. Yeah. If you're the head coach trying to guarantee you get to a bowl game, yes, mm-hmm. schedule smart and then then pick off a couple other people when when you got some depth. And yeah. that that's exactly what Cutcliffe's uh, you know, sort of model was. But no, as a fan, I think this is going to make make it a lot harder for the ACC to not have nine ACC uh, conference games. Yeah. I think I think you're going to have to do that in the future. It's actually it's funny you bring that up because you're seeing some of the sports professional sports uh, actual professional sports like uh you know the NBA MLB um you know they've made modifications to their schedule or to the style of play or to what the postseason structure looks like for this season you know at Major League Baseball got rid of pitchers hitting this season it's all DH postseasons expanded yep. um that's going to be tough to go back yeah from, exactly it's like once you move the Overton window on that can you go back actually to the and again I, I'm assuming some stuff will try to will try to be there will be a retreat of sorts especially if maybe some of these schedules in the future have already been generated or whatever but no I do think some of these changes in some of these sports will be here to stay because the 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 fan response is going to be so uh so uh, so happy yeah. that, that there's going to be better products on TV to watch, especially while people are like sort of like looking for entertainment at home right now. Reminder: NC State not kicking off the week the the football season this weekend as previously scheduled versus Virginia Tech. They sort of got caught in the pandemic math where. You know, you have to quarantine guys for a certain mm-hmm. amount of day. They had a, a bunch of team not necessarily getting COVID, but yeah. it, but coming in contact with somebody who had. They had to sort of sideline a lot of their team for a while. Um, actually, we should check in. I'm not. Sh- are they back to 100% practicing? If they are, it was only going to happen like the middle of this week, making yeah. it very hard to make a game day. They and Virginia Tech both had an open date that they easily moved to. It's not going to work out that easily every time. No. Because that's one of the other things that we heard Mac Brown talk about was uh, UNC, for example, and this will be the same for a lot of other teams. They will have their COVID-19 testing on Friday or late in the week, which means you might not find out till Saturday mm-hmm. that not only did someone have it, but then again, like, I mean – the the uh, a big cliche in football has become the quarterback room. At this point, do you like keep your quarterbacks in separate rooms? Yeah, because you can, you can't have it's like one the, dude gets it and they've spent all week in in the same meetings. With the dude, it's like you're all out, right? It's like the president and the vice president. You got to have yeah. those guys in, at secure you know locations or whatever. Uh, is it the Eagles that are lit- literally doing a designated survivor with Josh McCown? They're like we're keeping him on our practice squad. In Texas, he's a 41-year-old quarterback because, yo, if we lose two QBs, we're not – I mean, you know, I guess your next up is you go to Wildcat offense. Just yeah. Single wing, snap it to the running back and let him run and mm-hmm. maybe throw it three times. But, no, I mean, you, you laugh and also – it is sort of annoying that somebody with the last name McCown is still getting paid in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, those dudes. Can you believe it? Those dudes have made a lot of money to not play yeah. football. They look really good carrying a clipboard. But but you know? it does make a little bit of sense to be like, yo, we're gonna protect this dude, yeah. uh, the designated survivor, keep <laughs> keep him somewhere so that if all our quarterbacks go down, yeah. we have somebody who at least has taken a snap in the NFL that can come do it. I, I'm not sure how college teams are doing it, but it it makes sense that you would not have all your quarterbacks next to each other. Yeah. You can't, I mean, but obviously a, a, a 
not downplaying any other position, but a lot other positions are a lot more interchangeable. You might see a wide receiver playing cornerback. You know, you might see some dudes moved around. But if you lose all of your quarterbacks, uh, you know, you're kind of SOL, right? Yeah. So, just Josh McCown is the Kiefer Sutherland of the NFL this season. <laughs> yeah, yes, he's just. I cheap. feel like you could write a movie or a TV show. Around the concept of uh, this is like a you know it's like a Disney movie. The designated quarterback gets to get called into to play, and he, you know he leads the team to the playoffs or whatever. So we'll see. We'll talk some more about football as this week goes on. Obviously, we might call out to the fans and see how you are doing uh, this first week of football since you can't be in the stands. Are you tailgating at home? How's it going? I don't know. We'll talk about that later in the week. With this week's honorary Joko of the week, Moose, what's going on, man? How are you doing there, Permar? Doing all well. Right. First of all, got to ask you: how, Has the traffic cleared out of people coming back from the beach and getting, you know, in standstill traffic in there in Joko, trying to get back into the triangle? The roads are looking fine out here in Joko this morning, Permar. They're right. looking great. All right, excellent. And uh, how are the, uh, the the little ones? And by that, of course, I mean the chickens, not your uh, not your kids. <laughs> Oh, chick, chickens are good, laying eggs like nobody's business. We actually went out and got a few more chicks this past weekend. We're we're loaded up the coop, boys. We are ready. We are ready. For for football or, or what? Ready for what? The end times, Permar. <laughs> what, what do you think we're talking about here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. All right, Moose, uh, only certain people can truly mm-hmm. be Joko. People like you. People like uh, I don't know um, Sparky down at the gas station. Um, did, did mm-hmm. I did I see that you you know some people may not know that some of your businesses that you discuss are fictional. I, I hate to disappoint mm-hmm. people. I, w- I don't want to tell you what it is, but is is art imit- I mean, is life imitating art now? Are there actual Joko businesses springing up that are combos of two different businesses that you've teased on this show before? Yes, there there are. There's one out in Selma now. Uh, Pixie Dust, I believe it is, is a combo hair salon and bakery. So uh, get on down, get a perm, and get a get a uh, what are what do they call them things? A scone, one of them things. You, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if Moose came on here and said Pixie Dust, the new half salon, half bakery in Selma, we would definitely think it was made up, but it is not. So people are picking up yeah. on your ideas. You, uh, you actually, you actually think it had nothing to do with either one of them things. You think it was something else. But we'll <laughs> yeah. talk about that later. Also, true. We don't yet know that it isn't something else uh, until we <laughs> we send somebody down there to visit. Okay. So again, Thanks. only certain people can be truly Joko. But I understand now you are scouring the sports world and finding honorary Joko members of the week. Uh, who do you have yeah. for us this week? Well, we were just talking about this fellow. I mean, this this is perfect. So the uh, the first, or I should say, it's technically the second. The second honorary Joko of the week goes to. Um, let me see if I say this right. Novak Djokovic. <laughs> How you say it? Jo- That's Djokovic. Close Djokovic. enough. Close. I, I think. I think. The, I think you said the D. Djokovic. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Uh, Novak for his uh, multi-pronged approach to the U.S. Open that embodied several characteristics of what it means to be a Johnstonian per mark. Okay. And, you know, for context, you guys just kind of went over it. He uh, was defaulted, which is a very fancy way of saying kicked out of the U.S. Open <laughs> for stupidly hitting a tennis ball in anger towards a line judge, ended up hitting her in the throat, right? Yep. So, folks need to understand that. So, let's start at the beginning. He is the best tennis player in the world, right? Sure. You can definitely make that case. Yes, he is. Well, let's make, let's make that case. 
and Johnstonians are some of the best in North Carolina. That's fact. Let's just that's the simple, easy check mark. Boom. For the sake Number of this one. argument, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll play along. That's <laughs> sake of nothing here. Secondly, Joko folks take their sports seriously. I, I'm, I'm telling you what, it's led to problems in the past. Like a few years ago when uh, that fellow was arrested for grabbing an opposing youth football player off the field because he thought the other team was playing too rough. Yeah. Like that literally happened. <laughs> yes, Sometimes yes. emotions get the best of us, and he let the emotions get the best of him. So he, he lost a point, angrily smacks the ball towards an official, hitting her in the throat. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. You'll be hard-pressed to find any Johnstonian here that hasn't wanted to throat punch an official at some point in a blinding <laughs> race. Like, that yeah. is a verifiable thing. Especially and not so, uh, not even just in high school sports, but, but, like, starting as young as, like, six and under sports, mm-hmm. you'll see that kind oh, of emotion yeah. and passion. No, I've seen some of the worst behavior at T-ball games. You wouldn't believe it. Anyway, uh, he so he defaulted, and, and Johnstonians are all too familiar with defaulting, though it typically comes in the form of car loans and credit cards. And Anyway, defaulting is ingrained in the fabric of being a, a, a Johnstonian resident or Johnstonian period. Lastly, it, it, uh, this default forced his unceremonious removal from the U.S. Open way earlier than anyone expected. The number one player in the world, out of the U.S. Open before the quarterfinals? I mean, that's crazy. But honestly, this is probably where Johnstonians have the most in common with them because who here hasn't been tossed out of their own birthday party at the Little Brown Jug earlier than expected for belligerently <laughs> acting a fool? I mean, that, that just is it's commonplace. So with all that said, this was a grand slam dunk. Djokovic is this week's honorary Joko of the Week, which, you know, let's be honest, it's probably a, a greater honor than some U.S. Open title <laughs> sure, during the yeah, COVID sure. pandemic yeah, anyway. for sure. So that, that, you got it right there. Novak Djokovic is your honorary Joko of the Week, boys. All right, Weather Moose joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Congratulations to Novak Djokovic. And also, you missed one of the most obvious things right there. Like, He's literally got Joko in his name. Yeah. It's I mean, I think it's J O K O, but like it's Jokovic, <laughs> right? Like no, he's no, no, we try don't 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 no no don't don't put the K thing anywhere near Joko, buddy. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, don't. You gotta be careful. That is not a joke for Mark. They got yeah. enough, enough of those. But no, he is literally Novak Djokovic. Mm-hmm. Uh or at least yeah. he is now. And like you said, he's got a US at least one US open title, I'm Multiple, pretty sure. Yes. So like but he's never won an honorary Joko of the week. He's not. So this seems like an even bigger deal. We'll get word to him, maybe try and get a quote from Djokovic uh, to see uh, what how it, he feels about it. It'll be tough getting in touch with him, though, because in something that is not a Joko move, I'm guessing after this tournament he went back to his home, which is in Monte Carlo. So not, not exactly <laughs> yeah, Joko. Well, I need y'all I need y'all to get on uh, get on the Internet and find me his address so he can send out his um, his <laughs> Commemorative certificate printed on my uh, on on the printer down to the office max and his uh, fifteen dollar dollar general gift card. We wow. got to get those in the mail to him. That's the prizes for being honorary Joko of the week go yep. beyond just uh, yep. just uh, name titles. Uh, Weather Moose joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. Also, Moose, uh, I've got some sources that told me you made the Forbes four hundred of wealthiest Americans. Uh, owning three houses uh, paid off down there. Um, you, I mean, congratulations, my friend. Uh, that is <laughs> verifiably false. <laughs> Turns out if, if you own three houses that ain't worth a whole heck of a lot, it really don't amount to a whole, whole lot there, Permar. Three homes. So no, I'm, I'm not on the Forbes 400 list. I'm on the, the Forbes 400 million list, possibly, <laughs> down there towards the bottom. 
Three homes, a plethora of chickens, as he just bragged about, yeah. uh, and now he's handing out awards. I mean, you sound like a wealthy dude. Congratulations to you, Weather Moose, on your honor, and also <laughs> thank you for checking in with the honorary Joko of the week. That's Weather Moose joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Moose, we'll talk to you Friday for the actual tailgate weather report, even though we can't actually tailgate. Yeah. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> Y'all be good, boys. I, ne- I never knew that was actually Weather Moose on the uh, Monday night. Uh, yes, that's right. He, th- he does a pretty good Hank Williams. Will Brinson said something in. First off, we'll get to the other Wait, is this up. the ticker or what? We, yeah, you're just going ticker. into Gab? No, it is the ticker, but okay. Will Brinson sent something in for the ticker, and it was some, what was he, just holding a bunch of beers in the pool? I'll, like, I'll explain. It's a Labor Day tradition at not only the University Club, but many other pools. Okay. All right, I'll get to this. Here's the other ones. The uh, From Elkin, North Carolina, Justin said it only took two full days for him, but he finally got his yard mowed without tearing up any lawn equipment. He says it's a really big yard, and this, this place is where small engines of si- all sizes and ho- horsepowers go to die. Shout out to Justin. Here's the, here's the pro tip. If your lawnmower like, breaks down, just buy a new one. Don't even worry about getting it fixed. Always buy a new one. Never... Never try to fix it. Okay. To Dan from Texas, he sent us a picture. You can go check out our um, Twitter feed. I'll retweet it right now. He sent a picture. Basically, he has completed his full-size NFL helmet collection display, which is pretty cool. My brother actually used to have the small helmets of all the the conferences and stuff. So that's – it's a lot of work and a lot of money spent by Dan. To Al over in Chapel Hill, he said he totally crushed his wife's birthday on Saturday – he made homemade eggs Benedict, a shrimp boil, and cake from Mad Hatters in Durham, and had some wonderful Cheerwine cocktails. I what do you put in wow. Cheerwine? Maker's Mark. Cheerwine yeah. and Maker's Mark is the drink of the fall for me. Shout out Mad Hatters, too. That's my uh, that's my pregame meal spot when I go, go to cover Duke games. Well done, Al. Shout out to um, Tiffany. She said she dog said a good boy named Tavo all, week o- all weekend. She did her fantasy draft and then ate some steaks and shared the steaks with Tavo, and she also got a tattoo. That's Quite the weekend right yeah, there. Solid weekend. Was it a tattoo of the dog named Tavo? Could be. Could mm-hmm. be. To Daniel in Durham. He said he went to his fantasy draft last night and did not get drunk. And I have a theory as to why. Because he has no clue who the people are to draft this year. He can't get drunk going it this year. You can't just like <laughs> sit there and like yeah. pick pick teams. You're like, oh yeah, I'll just take uh, Brandon Marshall again for the 14th straight year. You have to actually do some research in NFL fantasy football this year because no mm-hmm. one knows anyone on the teams. That's the ticker, and uh, you can explain the Will Brinson picture to us because I still don't understand. I will do. I also got to throw in Mark. Uh, uh, he did not say where he's from, but on Labor Day, Mark Connor at Shark Connor on Twitter. It's a great handle name, by the way. Just hit us with his accomplishment for the Labor Day weekend. Three, mm-hmm. co- three consecutive hangovers. Well done. <laughs> wow. Well done. All right. And Moose, and actually, evidently the Moose just put in that the Princeton Little League tar, Little Tar – Little Tar Hill League Board installed new artificial turf in their batting cage. They got some money going down there in Joko. Seriously. Artificial is, turf in the batting cage? Is, is Moose running? And, like, he runs the Princeton Little League. Is it like a Ponzi scheme or something? It like, is. They don't even have leagues this year. They're, like, they're just paying entry fees and then not actually providing any sports. That's That right there is how you get on the Forbes Top 400 Wealthiest <laughs> Americans right there if you run a Little League without actually having games. All right. So it goes like this. Uh, have you ever seen like some you know country club pool or not even country club just like pools that you belong to and you're a member on like Fourth of July they'll do the soda 
in you know, I don't know what they call it, the the soda dive where they just dump a bunch of soda cans in the pool and then kids dive for them and you get as many as you can. It's basically like an Easter egg hunt in water, right? Okay. Well, the university club and I think several other clubs around the uh, the country. On Sounds Labor like rich Day, white people stuff that I have no clue about. Hayes Parmar, but uh, continue. F- first of all, let's not pretend like you don't know about rich white people stuff, Josh Goodson. <laughs> let's not do that. However, yeah. they probably do it at the Zebulon Country Club or the Wendell Country Club too. You just need to get out and see your people. Uh, they do an adult. It's basically an adult Easter egg hunt in water, and the Easter eggs are all cheap beers. So they just cases of beer they toss in the mm-hmm. pool, and then. You fight with all the other dads to go, or I, I don't even know if females are allowed, but they just have too much dignity to do it. Yeah. Um, but but traditionally speaking, the dads go down there and you bring up as many uh, cans of beer as you can. So that is why there is a picture of Will Brinson holding Miller Lights and PBRs and whatever else close to his chest. Apparently, he crushed it in the U Club cheap beer deep dive. I don't know what the official name is, but that's what we go with right there. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right, Josh Goodson. How are you doing, my man? Doing good. Refreshed. Back at the office. Actually unplugged a little bit from um, the real world for a couple of days down at Topsail. Had a great time down in – I was on the Pender County end of the Topsail Island. Yeah, we determined mm-hmm. the Topsail is actually in two different counties on last week's show, Brian Geisger. And I should remind people that Josh Goodson is joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. Sometimes he's in studio, but right now he is using – the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. All right, most important question, how's my Shibumi? <laughs> is it sa- um, sand-free? Uh-oh. Ba- back no, in the good. bag? It's good. It actually worked out. Yeah, it's actually perfectly in the bag. I um, had never used one before and um, had a great time. Not as many. There was not as many down at the Topsail Island as you would see at the Crystal Coast area. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, there, was a, there was a couple. No, it actually worked out well. Um, had a little wind issue the first day. Um, I put it up, and I was not going in the direction of the wind, and it kind of blew away. But it's it's not broken. It's not torn. It's well, okay. How did you screw it? Yeah, you just pointed it into the wind. Did you put enough sand in the bag? These things do not blow was, away. See, must- that was the thing. That was the thing. I, I looked at it. And I was like, "Why is this? Why is this string kind of attached to this bag thing?" <laughs> oh, that does nothing. That that means nothing, right? That's just so you don't lose the bag. Now no. then, I realized, oh, you put sand in there. Yeah, Got it. that's your counterweight, and it also some, sometimes you can even like uh, <laughs> that shade is hard to get. Yeah. You can put the bag once weighted in. You could dig a little bit of a trench, you know, to stick it there. Because mm. sometimes under high wind, even with the bag full of sand, it'll tug a little bit. But if you, you know, put it down there, it'll be okay. Make sure that thing is, I mean, don't be afraid to take it out now that you're back at home. Hose it down and let it dry out and then repack it. I mean, you know, if you Yeah, really, I'm probably not going to do that. I mean, um. <laughs> all right. Also, something that came up this week, Josh Goodson, was your discussion. Uh, last week on Friday, we taught, we helped people out. We told you what it, what you needed to do what time you needed to leave to get down to the beach uh, in in good fashion. Uh, Today, since we're on the other side of Labor Day weekend, we were talking departure from the beach. Um, You had Mm. a couple pro tips that you wanted to share. I wouldn't even go as far as pro tips, but the wor- one of the worst part of leaving a beach trip, and now, money, this is a beach trip with other couples. It can be family, it could be friends, whatever, but that's the first disclaimer. You're with other couples. Well, there's a cleanup that has to be involved in some capacity. Most people have a maid service, but you have to, you can't just like say, oh, the maid will take care of all right. this trash, or right. the, the maid will wash all these dishes, or the maid will do this. There, has, There's some sense of you have to do something on your own. Well, 
we were always going to be the family, the family that was going to leave early anyways. That was always the plan. And I, I kind of, when I looked around, I was like, you know what, leaving early, I'm getting out of a lot of cleanup duty. And I think this is the way to go. But you said like, no, but all right. I, I couldn't understand your issue. Well, let, let me quali- quantify this, or let, let me okay. cl- clarify. Well, I'm so not sure what I mean. Goodson was able to handle one form of sandbagging this weekend, but not the other. <laughs> I, yes, I can yes. tell here. All right, if and and here's where I'll give you credit. Your style would be to leave early anyway, like you said. That was the intent. If your intent is, if you whisper to your wife, "Hey, let's get up and get out of here." specifically to avoid oh, the yeah. other housekeeping duties, then you're a little bit of a jerk. Now, if you simply just, that's how you roll, or we've got a, a two-year-old birthday party that we've got to be at at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, which, by the way, I, I hope that didn't happen. If you, have, <laughs> if you had a birthday party on Labor Day, you're a jerk, too. Uh, but no, if you were doing it specifically to avoid duties, then you're a jerk. If it naturally fell during what, what your schedule was, then that's okay, too. What should be what 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 should be asked upon my family group then when leaving? I mean, because there is that weird, there there was the weird sense of like, hey, we're leaving. We have taken care of our room. We've we've stripped the beds. We've put the bath towels in the neat area. We've you know tidied up our area. Yeah, but we did nothing to help with the common area just because it was like a yeah. You, you can't start making, you can't start cleaning because that other group is still there and they're not leaving for a while. So it's almost like. Any yep. cleaning would have probably helped, right? But sometimes you can clean in advance and it actually doesn't do any no, good. You're to- just cleaning just to sh- say, hey, I'm cleaning. Totally agree there. I don't like cleaning just for show. You can't put the trash cans out of the street because that's making life harder on other people that then still have to use them. I'm trying to think if there is one, like, uh, I mean, you, you could always just ask, like, hey, is everybody done on the porch? We'll put the porch furniture back in whatever order, whatever. You know, like, uh, yeah, as long as, as long as you ask and offer, I think you're okay. I will say it, it's a little bit different when it's all family, right? And, mm. and then it feels like, well, I don't even know that this is necessarily wrong. Like, if you don't have kids, the family that does have kids, it's like they, they got a lot to worry about themselves. But, like... I've been the dude that is stuck there, like deflating the inflatables, um, pulling you know things that you may have like had set up on the on the pier or whatever. Or, like again, out on the porch mm-hmm. that like get left to the very end. I've been that dude that's had that burden. So I, I think as long as you're offering uh, and and meaningful offer, not just the show of offer, I think you're you're actually okay on this. Okay, but okay, I will good. say. And, again, I haven't had a kid. I'm sure it, I will not do it with a kid. And maybe Labor Day weekend's not the weekend to do it because it already feels like you get a long weekend. But I am a big fan. If you go down to the beach, of if you can pull it off, and sometimes it's hard to do and it takes a little cleaning on the night before you leave, but if you can pull off the 6 a.m. Monday departure and still make it to 9 o'clock work, you get it feels like a whole extra day mm-hmm. of like you get that full Sunday and you get your beach beers at four o'clock and five o'clock on a Sunday and then again you pay for it a little bit on the back end with that early trip. Nothing fights off the Sunday scaries like a mild buzz. A hundred percent, and you know it's coming. And and sometimes you got to stagger like how you do the laundry or even like sleep on top of a comforter so that you can already have the sheets clean or whatever. <laughs> but that is every now and then, and again it's. This is from single slash married without kids life. Uh, if you can pull off the do the prep work, be ready to go, bite the bullet for the early morning drive, it feels like a full extra day at the beach. 
by leaving later. That's my pro tip. Uh, Josh, good to join us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Uh, I unceremoniously bumped NBA talk from the opening segment. I'm about to give BG full reign as we talk NBA in the next segment. I didn't even bother to talk Tour de France mm. in, uh, in the opening segment. Josh Goodson, do you want to tell us who won? It's not over. What do you mean who oh, won? I thought it was over. No, there's like another two weeks. I swear I saw you tweet, tweeting something about a, a great finish, but I guess you just meant to a certain stage. It was a great finish to a stage. Yes, Hayes Parmar, they finished in the Pyrenees on, uh, I believe it was Sunday. Had a stage in the Pyrenees. It was a great mountain stage. A guy was out all by himself the entire time. and got caught right at the end by the a lot of the general classification contenders. Um, Adam Yates, or excuse me, Primo's Roglich is now in the yellow jersey. They have a bunch of flat stages this week before we get to the Alps, essentially, next weekend. There's not going to be much going on this week. Two other things that I wanted to clarify. Um, the McCown brothers, how much money do you think they've made combined? Oh, God. Ooh, uh, I don't know, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to make me mad, whatever it is. Let's go. Let's go $60 million. Wow, that's a very good guess. $68.9 million Unreal. between the McCown. Josh McCown has made $51.8 million in career earnings. And then uh, there's Luke. Luke, Luke and is Josh. 17.1. And then I know he's not a brother, but then there was Cade McNown, who also <laughs> had like careers as a backup. I feel like he should yeah. be put in that category too. These dudes have gotten paid a lot. But I mean, I think about a dude that was like an offensive lineman for eight years, and every p- snap. He is getting just his knees crushed, yeah. his head bashed in, and he's made like $25 million. I feel like even kickers are looking at those guys side <laughs> eyes. Like, yeah, take a hit before when, you pick up you know, before you pick up your next check, you when, know, buddy. When the kickers are judging you, you know you've yeah. got it good. Uh all right. Uh it is college football week upon us. We yep. will do an official Vegas segment later when you're back in studio, but just to whet our appetite. Do you want to tell us what some of the opening lines are for this weekend, Goodson? Surprisingly, of all the ACC, like I think you guys were talking about it earlier, we are actually seeing real football games, like games that matter this week, conference games. But of all the ACC games that we have going on, which is a, there's four games pitting conference team versus conference team. Uh, there's the uh, Louisville's playing Western Kentucky. I believe there's another there's another game out there with. UAB is playing Miami Friday, right? But the other ones are four conference games. The other four games are all with spreads of over 12, which is kind of bizarre. You don't feel like you're, you're like, oh, is Clemson playing four times? No, they're not. They're only, <laughs> they're only playing once. Clemson's actually a 32-point favorite at Wake Forest right now. Just, I don't I know how you touch that game. But quickly, the other ones, UNC's a 22-point favorite at home against Syracuse. Duke, 20-point underdog at Notre Dame. And I think – and then um, Florida State's at a 12-point favorite against Georgia Tech. The Duke one's interesting. I think it was something like the last 30 times they've been an underdog of 20 points. They've only won the game once, and that was at Notre Dame three years ago or four uh-huh. years ago in 2016. But I bet they do a pretty decent job of covering those 20 points. Yes. Yeah. So we'll talk about those more later. But, yeah, we, we actually have real – football to gamble on this weekend that's josh goodson on the heaster automotive group hotline also when you're back we're going to talk about how betters are going to adjust to these covid tests where you might get news breaking on mm. saturday like should you not put your bets in until five minutes before kickoff i know it's super annoying for all the uh, bookies of the world but is that basically what you should do as a better just hold your bets either that or be ready to to to, to hedge out of it there's gonna be a lot of that i feel like there's gonna be a lot of 
if you take UNC minus 22 today and let's say that Sam Howell has the COVID test come back, hope that doesn't happen, of course. I would, sure, I would sure. not want the quarterback uh-huh, of North Carolina uh-huh. to not be playing this uh-huh. year. Absolutely not. I hope he has a great NFL career whenever he goes there, hopefully sooner rather than later. But uh, but if he's not doesn't play, then North Carolina is probably a 10-point favorite. Sure. And you're like, well, we'll just take Syracuse on the other end and, and, and pray, essentially. That is Josh Goodson on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Goodson, we'll see you back in studio later this week, my man. See you guys. And tell us about your moment where you got mad and you did something stupid playing sports. Brian Geisinger, do you have one that you're willing to share with us? I mean, uh, I've got one. Yeah, I mean, man, so many to choose from. I <laughs> uh, had a bit of a competitive streak and a temper as a as a kid. Which is interesting because you're mo- overall you're a very calm dude. It it pops out occasionally, like when I'm having trouble getting on the subway you're, in New York yes, City. Yes, that, you can you'll get see those old. Yeah, that'll not, happen. Angry seems almost out of you know. Not only are you calm, but you're a very reasonable person. Playing basketball and tennis between the ages of like you know, 10 and uh, yeah. 17 or 18 was really the height of my competitive streak. But yeah. So in the middle of that run, um, I was at the, this is at high point university. I went with my AAU basketball team for a team camp there. A couple okay. of, this is years ago. And um, we were playing, I don't remember if it was in the playoffs or whatever of the, of the end of the tournament, or if we were still doing seating play or whatever, but it was a, it was a hotly contested game and I was playing pretty well actually. And I also thought the refs weren't doing a very good job officiating the game. But at one point, I was on like the right wing. I drove sort of baseline, of course, not fast enough to actually turn the corner and get all the way to the rim. Sure. So I pulled up for a jump shot. I missed it, but I was certain that I had been fouled. Right. And there was no whistle that was called. So I reacted very poorly, which was I got knocked over while I was in the air for the jump shot. So I immediately slapped the floor. I berated the ref. My coach said, Brian, you're out. Get out of the game. Go sit on the bench. And as I was walking towards the bench, they had those, you know, the metal sort of like folded chairs. Okay. And I went up to him. I was still still upset. So I kicked the chair over, making a scene. Everyone just sort of looked at me and was wondering what my problem was, which, again, at the time, probably a lot of problems. Sure. But it got more embarrassing that night. Because I went out with our team went out that night. Our coach took us out to get you know Burger King or you know McDonald's or, or Wendy's and High Point or whatever. Yep. And one of the teams that was also at this team camp was Leesville Road High School here in Raleigh, okay. who was coached by I don't remember his name, but his son was Shawan Robinson. Ah, uh, yes, I know exactly who you're talking that about. Shawan Robinson played at Clemson for several years. Was a really good uh, three point shooter, very good free throw shooter. I believe Shawan coaches uh, Panther Creek now too. You're right. Um. But Shawan walked in. We recognized him because he was a you know a starter or a, you know a role player in the ACC at the time or whatever. So he comes over to say hello to our team uh, as we're eating dinner. And he sees me and he looks at me and he starts laughing. He says, "Oh, you're the guy that kicked the chair over <laughs> at the game earlier today." And I was like, "Man, I'm like meeting a a half a hero, and uh, you know all he's going to remember me as is the guy that kicked over the chair because he was raging by because he didn't get a call." At a at a at a at a you know make believe basketball camp earlier in the day, you became chair kick guy. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Robinson was the coach at okay, Leesville. Okay, there you go. Yeah. But yes, and not only did he was he great at Leesville, he sort of played at a time where there was 
great players all across the triangle. Yeah, the uh, early to mid aughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a really good player at Clemson. Yeah, uh, he was. I think. I think partly he had was a over- big T-shirt under the jersey. Yes, T-shirt he was, guy. He was overshadowed in the triangle by some of the other highly recruited dudes, and then mm-hmm. he ha- ended up having a very solid career at Clemson. Yeah, this is probably like around when Shav is at yep. Broughton. You got Wilcox at, yep. at Enlo. I'm Eric imagine. Williams at, at, Wake, at Forest. Wake Forest. Um, yeah, yeah, very and, much uh, so. And Anthony Richardson as a teammate at, at Leesville. That's so yeah, right. just a lot of dudes. Man, all were, these guys went to the ACC. It's yeah. crazy, too. Um, and, yeah, so Shuan, great player, and he now he knows Brian Geisinger as chair kick guy. Chair and, in fact, guy. I guarantee yeah. you, since Shuan is the coach of Panther Creek, in theory, he's around here at the Triangle, maybe yeah. even listening. If he heard this, he'd be like, yes, I remember, remember chair kick guy. <laughs> yeah. like, he wouldn't remember yeah. dude who scored 12 on us and shot four no. for five from three, which he probably yeah. did, too. Uh, but he definitely remembers chair kick guy. All right, we got, got a, a good ca- look. We got a caller right now who's also calling us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's right. You don't just have to be a guest. Any caller is actually calling us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Sean in Raleigh has a story about something dumb he did because he got mad playing sports. What's up, Sean? Hey, what up? Love the show, guys. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, um, l- let me start. Uh, Brian and I have a lot in common uh, as a youth, uh, competitive and, and sometimes uh, not always uh, on our best behavior. But sure. I was on the golf course as a freshman in college. Uh, there may or may not have been a few uh, uh, beverages involved, uh, but I was um, I was down, pressed on 18, uh, and had a three iron into the green, topped the ball, and decided that it was in my best interest to throw the club as far as I could. And and you, while you would think that you would throw it uh, with your arm extended outward, I decided to come around from the backside, so my right arm starting from the left, and when I got to the end point of the throw, my shoulder joint popped out, uh, and fortunately right back in. But uh, So two things. Uh, one, never do that. Uh, very <laughs> yeah. painful. And Sorry. just to go ahead and answer the obvious question, yes, the club went further than the ball. Yes. So, yeah. uh, appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Sean and Riley, <laughs> a great moment. There's probably, there's probably a whole different category of getting mad on the golf course. Uh, I try not to do it, and I get embarrassed and immediately yeah. hate myself when I do, but I have uh, gotten mad on the golf course. All right. I've warped a few tennis rackets, too, Yeah, just spiking those after the, it's, a It's point. bad. I, I was Amazingly, I was much more careful about my tennis racket when I only had one. Yeah. As, as soon as you have multiple tennis rackets, you're <laughs> yeah. like, hey, you know what? It's, if yeah. I break this one, I've got another one I could go to right there. Yeah. Then I, Yes, I one time I've broken a tennis racket. It was almost like... I think I, I hit the ground while trying to get the ball and was mad I didn't hit it back anyway. And I was like, well, if you're going to hit the ground, you might as well hit the ground right. Yeah, you know, right. Just slam that thing down. Right. All right, mine. <laughs> and give us a call if you want to share your dumbest thing you did while uh, while getting mad playing sports. 919-860-5326. In the UNC Frat League Football Championships, high stakes here, big bragging rights, and a UNC intramural champion shirt on the line. We score late to take the lead, but it's a one-score game. The other team basically needs to drive the field with not a lot of time. And they're running out of time, but they get close to midfield, I believe, on a penalty that advances them, and that might have been a good call. So then, they uh, on the final play of the game, they try and throw a Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they couldn't even get it to the end zone. like They weren't even that close. A terrible pass interference call. So now they're going to get an untimed down 20 yards closer or whatever. I, I forget yeah. if they did spot foul or 15 yards or whatever. They're going to be closer. I'm so irate that this 
referee has extended the game for a bad call that I pick up the yellow flag and toss it back at the referee. <laughs> I'm lucky I didn't hit them because that probably would have been like an even bigger penalty. Yeah, probably. So now not only do they get the yardage for the pass interference, they get another 15 yards for my uh, angry reaction. And basically now they have like, you know, not much more than a two-point conversion that would win them the game. Fortunately, we got the defensive stop, and I probably stupidly mouthed out off to the ref even more after that. So <laughs> picking up the flag and throwing it at someone else is the dumbest thing I ever did. Kyle in Raleigh, you got mad playing sports and did something stupid. What was it? Yeah, man. Um, I told an older ref to go back. Well, I told my coach to call the nursing home because grandpa got out again while the ref was right behind. Uh, can you give us an age range here? Uh, definitely like in his 60s. No, 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 no. Yeah, how old were how old were you when you did this? Oh, I, I was 17. All right. That's uh told the ref to, so you you talked that's that's always been one of my moves too is talk to somebody indirectly referencing the the official yeah. so you could claim <laughs> yeah. I didn't say anything to you. Yeah. Yeah. But, yes, go back to the nursing home. Uh, did you get teed up, tossed, what? Oh, yeah, no, I got thrown out of that game and a couple games afterwards. Too. All right, there we go. Kyle and Riley, appreciate the call. Yeah, of course, man. With the few minutes we have remaining, we have just enough time to decide if things are overrated, underrated, or rightly rated. It's rightly rated. I think. I think it's rightly rated. It might be rightly rated. It is rightly rated. Sometimes there's a sounder that goes with that, but that's yeah. okay. There. There yeah! There this is probably because, see, poor Cox is out there in the production room. We can't see him. He doesn't know what's coming. We're terrible at running the show. <laughs> People are calling in. Oh, man. Well, all right, we'll have yeah. to pick, this, we'll have to pick yeah. this up tomorrow. That's my bad. That's Patience my bad. is underrated, though. All right, well, then, actually, let's, let's punt. Right. Do we have other calls? All right, let's keep going with the calls then. We'll we'll punt these rightly rateds to tomorrow. We have some good rightly rateds, but we can always yeah. save we've rightly done, rateds. We've done one of these rightly rateds before, too. Well, like feel a like, long time ago. I feel like we, yeah. we repeat ourselves on these things. Yeah. Ah, it's our man, Tow Truck Taylor. Tow Truck, what's going on, dude? Hey, guys. Uh, talking about crazy stories. Um, I was playing hockey back in juniors in high school, and uh, I was always a goalie my whole life. And the one year I played player... I never played player in uh, contact hockey, so I got laid out in the middle of the ice, and it was a high school league, and I ended up getting mad, and everybody started fighting, so I turned around and gave the finger to the whole student section <laughs> in front of my father, who was a pastor. Ooh, oh, that's not good. Preacher's kids <laughs> all, always have it a little tough. They have to, like, toe an even, uh, an even finer line there, but uh, did, did the fighting increase after your uh, multiple bird flips? Oh yeah, it was like seven to one with like two minutes ago. Yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> All right, tow truck. Hey, did you have a good weekend? Did you help a lot of people out on Labor Day weekend, tow truck Taylor? Oh yeah, it was pretty slow yesterday, but a uh, good weekend. You know, kept me busy. That's what I like. Reminder, tow truck, and I do have the name right. It's Taylor, right? Yes, sir. I thought so. Tow truck Taylor does not tow your car from parking lots. He's the guy that comes and helps you. When you call AAA on the side of the road, that's why we love Tow Truck Taylor. We appreciate the, the show, guys. Appreciate the call, Tow Truck. All right, let's keep it going. Dumb things you did because you got mad playing sports. Ted and Raleigh, what'd you do? Hey, guys, love the show. Um, I had an instance when I was a kid. My dad was our coach for Little League basketball, and a referee made a bad call. My dad got upset, yelled at him. The referee gave him a technical 
And when he gave him the technical, my dad said to the ref, he said, that's the best GD call you've made in your entire life. Ooh. Talking about the technical. Ah, fair. And Keep going. That was awesome. He got he got kicked out. And I'm in my 50s now. I still have my friend's parents mention that to me from time to time. <laughs> uh, how old were you? You said Little League. How old was this at the time? I was about 10, probably. Man, I, I sympathize because I used to ref 10-year-old basketball. And there is an element of like, <laughs> Yeah, maybe you're taking it a little bit too seriously, but at least you, <laughs> and at least it was your dad that did it, not you. Although, wait, you got well, no, your dad got the tag. My dad got the tag. I've done similar close coaching my son's basketball, but never to that extent. All right, did he get another tech after his uh, response from getting uh, the first tech? Yeah, he got a tech for telling him the tech was the best call he'd ever made and got thrown out. There is uh, there is some good. there is something about if you're gonna get a tech you might as well get the mileage out of it. Mm-hmm. Ted, we appreciate appreciate the call, dude. You've been listening to the best of Sports Channel Eight, the radio show podcast. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app, and you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. This podcast also drops every weekday at noon. Thanks again for listening to the best of Sports Channel Eight, the radio show podcast.